Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Gays Against Guns New York is an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ plus people and their allies committed to non-violently breaking the gun industry's chain of death. Investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and politicians who block safer gun laws. We are New York-based, but work with gag chapters in other cities to ensure safety for all individuals, particularly vulnerable communities such as people of color, women, those who struggle with mental health issues, LGBTQIA2S people, and religious minorities. Gag condemns white supremacy, all instances of excessive police force, and police militarization. Greetings, gaggers, and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show. Radio Gag is your update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm your host, Ty Kersley. This week, we are celebrating the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Gays Against Guns President J.W. Walker and I discuss the importance of the new office and take a look at Greg Jackson, now Deputy Director of the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Jay and I also talk about what's gagging with gag this month, and Sarah Jermaine Lilly brings us an update on enough plays to end gun violence. But first, our in memoriam. In remembrance of Josh Kruger, age 39, who was murdered in his home on the night of October 2nd, 2023, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Josh Kruger was shot seven times in the chest and abdomen at 1.30 a.m. He ran outside for help and was transported to the hospital, where he was later pronounced dead at 2.13 a.m. Police believe it may have been a domestic-related incident, but the facts are still undetermined. District Attorney Larry Krasner said in a statement that his office is working closely with police on the investigation, adding that Josh Kruger lifted up the most vulnerable and stigmatized people in our communities, particularly unhoused people living with addiction. Josh was a dedicated advocate within the LGBTQ plus homeless and other disadvantaged communities. As a proudly queer, openly HIV positive man who had experienced bouts of homelessness and addiction himself, Josh used his personal life experience to help those in need, as well as challenge city leaders and fellow journalists to better their responses when reporting on the issues within these communities. Randy LaBlazo, who worked with Kruger at the Philadelphia Weekly said, he knew his past trauma could be used to help his audience see a situation in a way that no one else could show it to them. He was an avid bicyclist, Anglo-Catholic Episcopalian, and a parishioner at St. Mark's Church in Rittenhouse. He also loved cats. His current companion, and as he said, best friend, was a one-tooth senior cat named Mason. In 2014 and 2015, Kruger won the Society of Professional Journalists Award for newspaper commentary in Pennsylvania. Kruger went on to spend five years working for the city of Philadelphia, overseeing the mayor's media platforms and policy campaigns, and acting as communications director and spokesperson for the city's Office of Homeless Services. Mayor Jim Kenney said in a statement that he was shocked and saddened by Kruger's death and that Josh cared deeply about our city and its residents, which was evident both in his public service and his writing. His intelligence, creativity, passion, and wit shone bright everything he did, and his light was dimmed much too soon. In 2021, Josh returned to journalism and wrote freelance articles about the LGBTQ community, city and state policies, 
and other issues for outlets including the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Citizen, LGBTQ Nation, and Billy Penn. He often wrote for Pause Magazine as well, a publication serving people with HIV and AIDS. On September 26, less than a week before his death, Josh shared on his Facebook page what would be his last published article, a heartfelt obituary in the Philadelphia Citizen celebrating the life of Temple University's beloved president, Joanne Epps who, like himself, was an advocate, supporter, and mentor for the disenfranchised and underprivileged. Later that day, he followed with a statement about the article, expressing his personal feelings, which could easily reflect how the world sees him now that he's gone. On this last social media post, Josh wrote, Stories can't be told without sources willing to talk to journalists. And journalists must create spaces and build reputations on sensitivity, care, and integrity. It's a privilege and honor truly whenever anybody is willing to talk to a journalist. It's made all the more humbling still when someone is willing to candidly talk about love amid trauma or loss. Rest in power, Josh Kruger. Please check out our Human Beings Facebook page for more stories and posts of gun violence victims. Well, welcome, Jay, to Radio Gag. Great to have you. Hey, Ty. How are you? Great. We have uh, some great things to talk about. I want this show uh, to at least start off with the news uh, about the White House. Just what kind of milestone this is for for our movement. Yeah, it's it's incredibly exciting news. Um, uh, uh, when, um, when we were going through the transition into the Biden White House... The um, the transition team was really engaged with the gun violence prevention movement. We had meetings. We had all of these um, uh, opportunities for his transition team to interact with leadership in the gun violence movement. And Gays Against Guns was a part of that process. Uh, but then later, after he was in office, the president simply announced that Susan Rice, who was his domestic policy advisor, would oversee the gun violence prevention um, situation in the White House, uh, but it wouldn't, the, the GVP wouldn't be given its own, you know, its own um, book of business per se. It was all under Susan Rice's broad domestic policy advisor position. Then Susan Rice left this past April. Um, I think Neera Tandon is now the new domestic policy advisor. But the great news we got this week is that finally uh, the president, vice president, Harris, announced the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, its own separate office with a staff, with funding, et cetera, which is amazing. Um, It has a director um, who reports directly to the vice president. Um, who is Stephanie Feldman, and there are two deputy directors, um, Rob Wilcox and Greg Jackson. Um, and Greg Jackson is someone who, um, who's who been known to gag for some time, and I know that you've had the opportunity to um, to, to, to meet and interact with him. Why don't you share some, uh, some of that with our listeners? Uh, right. He was on Radio Gag. Sarah and I talked to him when he was he we do a weekly meeting a, a national gun violence prevention uh table that he was leading when he was at the community justice action fund and um we had him on and just his story alone is very inspiring i quote him a lot 
So I'll play that clip just to show you how excited we are to have him representing this and that it's not just a, a horrible political token um, throwaway you know, position that some corrupt asshole has given away to their, you know, horse buddies. Um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, it, no, it's I'm just podcast. We can say asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I just don't want to sound like a. Anyway. Last week in Washington D.C., President Biden announced a new White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention which will be headed by Kamala Harris. Our president named as one of his special assistants and deputy director, Greg Jackson, former director of the Community Justice Action Fund, better known as Community Justice. Here are five minutes of our interview with Greg Jackson from just one year ago. The way Greg shares his viewpoint as a survivor of gun violence and a member of the black and brown community says a lot about how he views public policy for gun violence prevention. Good afternoon, listeners. We are so excited to be here today with Greg Jackson. Greg is the executive director of Community Justice Action Fund, and he's gonna tell us more about that. Greg is also a gun violence survivor, and we're fortunate to have Ty Kersley here too. I'm Sarah Lilly. Greg, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to be here and, and just thank you for all your work and, and for everyone who's tuning in for just just for your concern about an issue that, that is really so harmful and so devastating for so many people. So um, just really appreciate the time. Thank you. Greg, please tell us more about the work of the CJAF, the Community Justice Action Fund. Um, so y'all can just, everybody can call us just Community Justice for sure. I know it's a, lot, a mouthful to say all that. Uh, but we were founded in 2016, uh, right after the Charleston, South Carolina shooting. Um, and frankly, we were created because we saw that there was a huge issue in the gun violence movement, that the, the policy, the media coverage, um, the advocacy, uh, and, and really the storytelling around gun violence was being extremely dominated by mass shootings um, and was overlooking um, the communities that were paying the largest price of gun violence. Um, you know, in America, black and brown communities, we make up 80%, over 80% of the gun-related homicides in this country. And in the black community specifically, this is the number one cause of premature death for black men and the number two cause of premature death for black women, as well as the number one premature cause of death for all youth, uh, but especially uh, black and brown youth. And so um, we were created to really... Um, shine a light on this crisis specifically and start to organize communities that have been impacted, but we're not getting the same level of attention or support as some of the more higher profile moments uh, of, or higher profile incidents. And we also are, have been working pretty aggressively to start to shift the narrative to make sure that the violence that's happening in our communities is being seen for what it is. Um, right now, it's the, the violence in our communities is being ultra criminalized and every incident in our communities is, is being seen from a criminal lens. I'm sure if you look at the five o'clock news and you hear about a shooting, you will see yellow tape and police cars, um, but you rarely see the stories of, of the people who were lost, um, why the, the, the shooting happened. It's always kind of boxed into uh, some form of criminal act connected to criminal activity, when statistically that doesn't stand true. Um, in fact, in black communities, 
only 30% of gun-related homicides are connected to another felony crime. And so um, a lot of our narrative work is really to just frankly humanize um, the crisis of gun violence in our communities. Absolutely. That's one of our missions too. Just to tell an individual story of a loss tends to bring in more empathy than a statistic of how many people are killed a year, even though the last few years, everything has been on the rise. It's always one of those things where you want to hear more um, on the, of what's, what our progress has been. And you've really been a great voice for us uh, since GAG has joined this movement. And uh, I've always kind of relied on you to be very um, straightforward, concise, and um, motivating. So thank you for, for sharing that with all of our listeners. Yeah. And if I can, I mean, I just think it's important for everyone to know that, you know, gun violence is such a huge, complex crisis um, and something that I think a lot of us have suffered and struggled with for years. You know, I was shot in 2013, so I've been advocating almost 10 years in this space. Um, and for a long time, we were seeing no progress. We were just banging our head against the wall, frankly. Um, but the last two and a half years, we've seen a ton of progress. And it's hard to embrace that sometimes, especially when there's so much pain and loss. Um, but we are in a winning season when it comes to policy and change. And there's a lot of momentum across the country. And so it's important that no matter how exhausted or tired or frustrated you have been or we have been, uh, that we have to lean into this moment and get as much accomplished as possible because we don't know when this door will close. And, and right now we know our communities are depending on us. So. Um, thank you again to Gag and, and everyone who's listening. Um, but just know that this is this is a moment to really, really lean in and just optimize every single um, change that we've wanted to see for a long time. From someone who, you know, is a gun violence survivor, uh, who's been an advocate and an activist this long, uh, to be able to talk to him and, and Rob was on the call with uh, with their suits on. You know, it's an you know an official transfer of you know our movement into into this uh, administration. So it's it's a great 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 uh, opportunity for us. And um, yeah, I'm just I just wanted everyone to know why we're excited about it, even though we weren't going to be able to get him you know back on the a calling you know right away. It was like no, everyone needs to know how great this is for us. Yeah, um, it's a big it's a big shift. It's a big shift for the movement. You know, we're not we're we're you know finally someone who has been sort of in the trenches and in the field it, you know out in the field in the movement is now in the corridors of power and i think that makes a big difference What's gagging with gag, Jay? Um, well, you know, it's October. October is um, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, it's also October 11th, uh, this coming Wednesday, it is um, National Coming Out Day. Uh, right. And so Gays Against Guns is going to have a, an event outside of the Stonewall um, at 6 p.m. this Wednesday, October 11th, uh, for National Coming Out Day, come out against gun violence. Um, there are, um, you know, it, it's just going to be a way for us to highlight the intersectionality of what's happening in LGBTQ communities, 
um, and the intersections between our communities as and gun violence, as well as just to encourage members of our communities to engage in the fight against gun violence. So we'll be doing that at the historic Stonewall Inn at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, October 11th. Um, later on this month, we hope we will probably be doing um, something more specifically on um, on the subject of domestic violence. Um, and then, of course, uh, on October 31st, we are working on exactly what we're going to be doing in the um, Greenwich Village Halloween Parade. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, thanks for catching us up with Gag. And I'm glad you were here to celebrate our new uh, achievement in the White House. So thanks again, Jay. Yeah, it was great to be here. Always good to be back on Radio Gag Tie. This is Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show. You can hear us on any podcast platform. We want to hear from you. Subscribe and leave a message after you listen. After five years of podcasting, Radio Gag is developing and changing. Tell us what you love about Radio Gag or what really makes you gag about gun violence. Enough plays to end gun violence. November 6th, 2023, 7.30 p.m. Remember that time? Remember Theater for the New City. 155 First Avenue. That's the place. Enough plays to end gun violence. Eight actors, 17 roles, six plays at Theater for the New City. Out of 244 plays by high school and middle school students, these six were chosen to be performed in communities everywhere across the nation, from the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., to the East Village of NYC. These writers who represent our youth hope their work will inspire us all to end gun violence as a growing threat to all Americans. The actors, Talia Bazil, Nia Weeks, Daniel Hauser, Yesenia Ortiz, T. Scott Lilly, Dan Kelly, Eddie Moore, Carlos Rodriguez. Stage manager and assistant director, Sean Stefanik. They bring their activism and experience to this project and their artistry as well. I am Sarah Germaine Lilly, directing this project with Theater for the New City. Happy to be back with this tribe and uplifted by this opportunity to spread peace and end gun violence. And we dedicate this performance to DeAndre Matthews, who was murdered last year, and to his family. After the show, there will be a talk back and Gays Against Guns will be there. The plays are The Smiles Behind by Niara C. Bell, Virginia, A Call for Help by Pepper Fox in Kentucky, Lightning Strike by H.J. Kennedy from North Carolina, A Disorderly House by Sam Lee Victor, New Jersey, No Prospering Weapons by Justin Cameron Washington, Michigan, and The Matter at Hand by Valentine Wolf, Washington. 
led by its creator, Michael Cody, and Joaquin Oliver, artistic producer, the Enough Initiative calls on teens to confront gun violence by creating new works of theater that will spark critical conversations and inspire meaningful action in communities across the country. In addition to Theater for the New City, these six plays will debut on November 6, 2023, in Washington, D.C. at the Kennedy Center's Theater Lab as the cornerstone event to a larger series of readings staged coast to coast on the same evening. Go to the Enough Plays to End Gun Violence website and find out where there is a performance in a theater that's near you. Enough plays to end gun violence. To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram or gag no guns on Twitter. We meet once a month at the LGBTQ Center on 13th Street in Manhattan and on Zoom. Please email gagsignup at gmail.com and we'll provide you with the Zoom link and details. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And you can donate to Gays Against Guns. Currently, we are producing a feature-length documentary about gag by filmmaker Paul Rowley. And we are preparing for the National Gun Violence Vigil on December 6, 2023. You can contribute any amount at gaysagainstguns.net. Well, it's time to end our show. Thanks for listening, and don't forget you can listen to our previous shows anytime on any major podcast platform. Our shows are also featured on Brick Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Please subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when new shows drop. And we leave you with our fabulous singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. Have a great and safe day. Yeah.
comes to violence, we want to take your gun.